Welcome to the Hive Mind Show. My name is Lionel Johnson, and I will be your guys' host for the week, as I am every week, because I have nothing else to do with my life. With me, as always, is my beautiful co-host, Cole Wilson. Hi. So enthusiastic. <laughs> so oh, enthusiastic. Did you want more? No, no, that's fine. I'm, I'm trying just... to take a backseat for our actual guest this episode. I just, hey, you do you, bro. Uh, and yes, we do have a special guest this week. With us today is... Our fourth member of Hive Studios that has not been on an episode yet, Crystal Bacaris. Hello. Hi, everybody. Crystal, how are you doing? I am fantastic, actually, now that I'm finally on here talking to you. Yeah, it took a while. I know. I know. It's. I've been nervous <laughs> thinking about this. It gets much easier once you start. Yeah. I found that there's nothing really to be nervous about because... We can't see the people judging us. <laughs> if just yeah. just do the fr- the first show and then I'll be fine after. Yeah, that's pretty much how it goes. And you know, if you make a complete asshole of yourself or <laughs> you try to shut on everyone you ever knew in college, we can just cut that out. <laughs> I was gonna say, if you want to pull a Chris and you just start saying people's <laughs> names, I can bleep <laughs> that out like I had to do for him. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah, Chris Chris, Chris got a little too drunk and just straight up started talking shit about people. And I was like, I should probably take their names out. You know what? We did share a couple of views on that back freshman year, like how long ago? <laughs> I'm not surprised. Uh, it's, it's a universal thing. <laughs> Has it ever dawned upon you guys yet that we started college six years ago? Yes. Which means at the same time we got out of high school six years ago. Yep. Gross. It's fucking crazy, right? It's crazy, yeah. Um, I'm glad to be as far away from high school as I possibly could be. <laughs> same. I'm glad to be away from it. I it still like has like a f- not an effect on my life, but like my three siblings <laughs> are in high school and like they go all go to the same high school that I went to. Yeah. So, like, I still hear about my high school all the time. Do you uh, hear about, like, the old teachers to have, like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I still hear about, like, teachers that I had and, like, how some of them are, like, shitty and, like, some of them got fired and then mm. some are still cool. So, you know. Yeah. Did they already start school? Like, high, the high school people? Uh, no. So, my siblings were supposed to start uh, yesterday on Friday. Mm-hmm. That got pushed to Monday, and then it got pushed again till the, I think, the 31st. But now they're doing all e-learning, because they were going to have to go to school. Yeah. And now the school's like, all right, fine, we won't make them come. I guess we won't make them. (laughs) Which is good. I'm glad about that. Yeah. So what have you guys been up to this week? You know what? I've actually been working hella because i'm trying to go back to school oh Um, really yeah like i'm trying to go back to school and then i've been working a lot more lately so i can like save up for a new laptop all that stuff um just prep because you guys know like i wasn't there i was only there freshman year Mm -hmm. and then i didn't continue after that do you plan on going back to the academy or to somewhere else no somewhere else yeah gotcha yeah, gotcha. which, like, you know, I wanted to go back to the Academy, but then I thought it wouldn't be the same, because, like, you guys wouldn't be there, you know? Like, I felt... I feel, I feel like it'd be really weird to just, like, start now. 
yeah like, like af- thought- after having been there before yeah exactly like yeah. that's what, exactly what i felt like um but mostly like the support people like not having the same people who i started out with because i yeah. got like really close to everybody who was there freshman year so you've been working a lot then yeah taking up all your time pretty much like um it'll be work and then come home and do some more work with art stuff <laughs> yeah yeah it's basically how it goes now yeah it's shitty but that's the life <laughs> but that's the life i chose and committed to exactly mm-hmm. cole what about yourself uh for this week I haven't been doing too terribly much other cole, than i fucking hate you dude what? I fucking hate you. Why? You, you, I, you know, you, you, you know what the show is, and you just, you just I'm don't. I'm sorry. Do what? Like, do you want me to be? I'll find. I'll lie. Um. Yes, please lie to all of our I've been, right I've been now. banging porn stars this past week. Well, I didn't see I, that I went, coming. I went to the fucking moon. Damn. Um, I wrote twelve uh, New York Times bestsellers just in the last hour. <laughs> So what have you been doing with your week, Lionel? Just kind of lay it on me. Um, not not any of that. <laughs> That's for sure. Okay, all right. Uh, what did I do this week? It's been a weird week because, like, I haven't. So, I quit my job last week. <laughs> you did? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Wow. And uh, so I've just kind of been like at home all week and like it's i'm having that weird thing where it's like when you get out of school and you get like start summer vacation where like all all the days are just kind of like blending together i like i woke up today i was like what fucking day is it so that's been weird other than that though um binge watching a lot of shit oh like what i finished watching uh my rewatch of legend of korra wow that soon (laughs) <laughs> yeah like i said i don't have fucking shit else to do <laughs> i haven't even gotten there yet i haven't gotten to my rewatch of cora yet oh my god it's like, well this is this is my second time like rewatching the whole series because i watched it when it came out yeah 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 same um finished it definitely th- this show is underrated oh my god yeah people did not give it the respect it deserved when it was on. oh no definitely not it's, it's because like people like, like people like I, Cole. Yeah, I was waiting for it. <laughs> I was just about to say like people like Dick Ride like the the last Avatar like so much to the point where it's like they don't give any credit to Korra. Like exactly. I don't know. Like there's so much. There's so much I could say about Legend of Korra. <laughs> it's a dope from, ass fucking show. From what? It's actually been a while since I've seen it, but yeah. Uh, Cole, it sounds like you need to fucking get on this show, then, dude. Oh man. <laughs> I know I said this last week, but... Have you not seen it? I I have seen it, although Lionel's probably going to go ahead and uh, rail me. Because <laughs> He's seen, I, like, the first, like, the... two and a half episodes. Yeah. Okay, what? You can't stop there? <laughs> Why not? Like, the first few episodes should grip me, right? And they just never did. But how, though? I'm looking... I don't know, Lionel. I can't I'm crack open my... Right now. I hope you feel it energetically. <laughs> I, I do feel slightly uncomfortable. <laughs> but I can't tell if it's because I'm being ganged up on right now. It is. Is this gaslighting me? Yes. I'm not happy about it. <laughs> I am. Please don't. Please don't do that. Oh, it's a little late for that. Outside of outside of Korra, um, I've been trying to 
I've been trying to like get back into reading more comics. Oh, okay. Cause I I, I have this like I have this weird kind of track where like I'll get like really into like a lot of the new books that are out and I'll read a bunch of them and then I just don't read anything for like six months. Jeez. I mean that's what happens though sometimes. And then now like stuff is start like shit's starting to happen again and I'm like I feel like I should hop on board and start reading these fucking books again because some of it sounds really fucking cool and i'm like I, well i can't not know these things <laughs> what's your um top three currently like lately my top three books right now yeah um venom is my number one okay donny cates is crazy he's the guy who writes venom right now mm-hmm. uh he's insane and i love him for it she does he do just the story or is it just like or does he do the art too or he he so he's just he's just the writer he he does a story the art the most of the art is um done by ryan stegman who i adore he does really really good work but they've been kind of he's been off the book for a couple issues now because he's actually working on their like big event book that they're doing at the end of the year Mm. so it's been he's been replaced by somebody else but i cannot think of his name but he is also very good has a totally different style but it's really good stuff um after venom i'd probably say i'm gonna throw out a book that i haven't read but i just like its aesthetic which is uh (laughs) dc death metal dc death metal yeah so about like two years ago i think uh, DC put out a story called Dark Knight's Metal, and it was about, like, Batman going to, like, different versions of Earth. Oh. Where the other members of the Justice League became Batman. <laughs> so there was, like, a combination of, like, Flash and Batman and, like, Superman and Batman. Like, it was it was really weird. And uh, this year they're doing a sequel, and it's called Death Metal. <laughs> And I say I like the aesthetic because the artist, Greg Capullo, who draws it, has basically just done his version of, like, well, what if the DC superheroes were in Mad Max? Oh, that's actually intense. So there's, like, Batman riding a motorcycle that is has, like, giant bat bones, like, all over it. Mm. <laughs> Wonder Woman has, like... Her lasso of truth is like the ripcord on a chainsaw. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's That's dude, really it's bad. crazy. That's really badass. It's fucking awesome. Uh yeah, so that one's really fucking cool. And third, probably um just the regular like Avengers book that is happening right now, because I always like to go back to that one because it's like easy to keep up with. Yeah. And I just like what's happening with those characters. I know people will sometimes like to rail me for not reading that many like indie books, but I, I don't know what it is, but I cannot get into like a lot of indie comics. Is what, it, kind is of, it... what kind of indie comics are there? Basically anything that comes out from like Image or um... any any company that isn't Marvel or DC. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what I meant to ask is how can I find them? You, well, if you go to a comic shop, if they're open... How can I find them during the pandemic? 
if you go to Comixology, which is a very, very nice app oh. slash website, uh, that's where you buy digital comics. You can just, yeah. like, read them on your phone or iPad or whatever. Okay. Uh, but they have, like, the different, te- like, they have, like, a Marvel tab, a DC tab, and then, like, other. <laughs> yeah. So, basically, anything that isn't Marvel or DC is uh, considered, like, an indie book. What was the one that Chris actually got me into? Um, I think it's called, like, Black Science. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he talks about that book a lot. That that year. Um, Oh, the other one was Invincible. Invincible, I've heard really great things about. Um, And and I guess that's the weird part, is, like, I keep hearing about all these books that are really awesome, and I just can't Invincible is great. Like, so, uh, as far as I got from it, it's, it's really great. Yeah, and I know they're doing a, uh, I think it's Amazon Prime, is doing a animated show for Invincible. Wait, really? Yeah. Shit. I really hope they don't fuck it up. <laughs> they, like, just recently announced, like, the uh, the voice cast and stuff. And it, it looked like a pretty, like, stacked cast. Oh, okay. Uh, and I know the writer, Robert Kirkman, he's, like, working on it. So that should be good. Okay, yeah, that's good. Now that he has uh, all of his money from Walking Dead and doesn't have to do anything else. True. But yeah, indie comics are, uh, they're, they're a weird beast. And, and it's funny <laughs> saying that, considering that, like, we're trying to make them. Yeah, like, you're, you're in the middle of making your own comic. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. here I am talking about how indie comics are kind of weird. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, I, I guess what it is, like, for me, um... I know a lot, like a lot of people that I talk to are way more open to it. It's hard for me to get attached to like a story and characters when I don't already know them. Do you just need that security of like knowing that they're a good character? I think so. Like, I like, I, there's plenty of, I, like, I've read plenty of bad, like, Marvel and DC comics, but at the end of the day, I'm always like, well, there's also like, for every like thousand bad comics, there's like three thousand good ones, you know. Yeah. So. That's a weird so way to equate that. <laughs> yeah, but it's true though, because like I I don't know, like for every bad Spider-Man book that I've ever read, I feel like seventy-five percent of the ones that I've read are good. Yeah, and there's so many of them that <laughs> it's easy to be like, yeah, there's way more good Spider-Man comics than there are bad ones. Well. Let me ask you a question then. Since you're such um, a comic book xenophobe, <laughs> mm-hmm. what what would what would an indie comic have to present to you? Yeah, uh, true. In order to get you to read it. Good question. Probably like. Thank you, Crystal. I appreciate that. <laughs> it would probably have to be. It would have to do be something to do with its um, like aesthetic. Okay. And just like a small premise of whatever the story is trying to be. There is one that just started that I feel like I could get into. Are you a and, are you a and, judge a book by its cover type of guy with the artwork? <laughs> with comic books, yes. But I I learned to quickly get away from that. <laughs> Isn't everyone though on their personal preference? I mean, yeah, that's the there's... point of the cover, right? <laughs> it's for you to judge it. 
Yes. I, I learned to quickly get away from that, though, just for the simple fact that, um, what's it called? Like, comic comic book covers, there are a lot of them now that have nothing to do with the actual story. <laughs> really? <laughs> There's a lot where they just, like, they will make a cover that is just, like, something that looks fucking awesome. And then you open the book and you're like, that had nothing to do with what was in here. <laughs> I mean, it got you to read it, though. It got you to read that, it. That's the thing, yeah. There's also, to some books, the artist on the interior of the book did not do the cover. Sometimes they're two different people. Hmm. That happens so a sometimes, lot. Yeah, sometimes you might really like a cover. Talk about and then, then open Yeah, and then you open the book and you're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> God, it's probably a bad time to let everyone know that Chris did the cover for mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That is true. That is true. Well, uh, I am a well-known catfish. <laughs> that's for damn sure. <laughs> they show my profile picture in the description of catfish on Wikipedia. <laughs> Not an actual catfish. No, like the actual fish cat. Oh, oh, you're talking about like the internet thing. <laughs> I'm talking about the internet thing. Oh, I thought you meant like the actual animal. Oh, you mean you're a physical catfish. Who talks about physical catfish? Like, nature's catfish. I'm sorry, I thought somebody, you know, actually, like, paid attention to me for once. (laughs) That never happens, Cole. You're right. Yeah, I think there's there's a book that, like, just came out that I've been fairly interested in starting because, uh... I know I know who the writer is and I know the artist and I like both of their works separately and this is the first time they've ever worked together. And the book is new. I also feel like that it, most of the indie books that people tell me to get into, I'm like they've been going on for like a long ass time. So what's, it's a lot to catch up on. What's the title for the viewers? It is I actually have to look it up cuz I know Fire is in the title. And I can't remember the second fucking part of it. Well, it's written by Robert Kirkman, so I was like, oh, cool. He's finally doing something. Firepower. It's super easy. It's a nice name. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Firepower. It was written by Robert Kirkman, who, if for some reason you don't know who that is, he wrote the Walking Dead comics and the Invincible comics. Um, Oh. Yeah. So that that was that was the same guy. So he's this is his new book, and it's being drawn by Chris Samney, who I really really like his work. He does a really like he has a very like simple uh, style that looks a lot like kind of like old like nineteen fifties comics. Mm. He he did a run on Captain America a couple years ago, and his style like really fit for that character. And I was like, oh yeah, this is. Is awesome. Like, he uses a lot of like really heavy, like just like he'll do like an entire page that's like all black. Oh, and like he'll just leave out like very small sections of white to show like where things are, and it it just works. <laughs> so yeah, Firepower by Robert Kirkman and Chris Samney. Uh, Our time just started is- last month. Uh, I believe you. Yeah, it looks like there's only two. Yeah, there's only two issues out right now. Oh, so it's fairly new. Yeah, they started uh, last month, and yeah, the second issue came out this month. So yeah, maybe maybe I will get into it because, like I said, I like both of their work separately, and this is the first time they've ever worked together. 
so who knows so what about you guys what what do you have trouble getting into that everybody else says you should totally do the legend of Korra. <laughs> well that's because you're just fucking wrong sure yeah just try it give it another go you know i ah man i, I told lionel in 10 years i would so in 10 years i've been yeah. counting down the days cole it's been like it's been like six Nine days. years 11 months and <laughs> 20 days yeah something like that <laughs> Wait, what held what held you back? What what bored you? So so, oh, you mean like why didn't I like it? Yeah, like what made you like okay, I'm I'm just gonna leave this alone. <laughs> so I don't know, like, okay, so I watched it for the first time partway through college. I think it was like a junior in college. Okay. And I turned it on, and I watched it, and I wasn't really sure what to expect. I guess I expected it to be a lot like Avatar, or The Last Airbender, I mean. See, that's the problem. <laughs> well, it's not, like, it can it can be different, that's fine. It's just it didn't captivate me the same way that The Last Airbender did, and that's kind of I what understand. I was looking for. Yeah. Um, so I watched through the first episode, and I was like, it's whatever. I, I didn't dislike it. I didn't really like it that much either. And mm. then I didn't pay much attention through the second episode. So then I just said, oh, whatever. And then turned something else on. And then you gave up. I gave <laughs> up on it, yeah. Like a piece of shit. <laughs> Lionel, there has to be something you have also given up on. Something that I have given up on. Yeah, come on. Uh, One Piece. Your mental health. Well, that too, but <laughs> if we're talking about I, I, I also gave show. up on One Piece. <laughs> so I'm with you on that. I, 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 this was the first time, like, this year, I gave, like, a wholehearted attempt into trying to start One Piece. You know what? That's actually, that's actually crazy, because I started One Piece for the first time, like, um, maybe about three-ish months ago, like, pretty recently. Yeah. And I can, I can see why people are, like, love it so much. Like, I love it so much. But then also, it's like, I can also kind of see how, like, a couple 10,000 episodes in, like... Exactly. How, how you could also <laughs> kind of drop it at some point. Exactly. Like, I'm, I'm, think... I'm waiting until I get to that point, but also at the same time, I don't want to give up just yet. But I'm, I'm, I'm still really much in the beginning, so... I think I made it, like, I made it to, like, episode, like, 25... And, like, by that point, like, to be totally honest, I was like, I don't even know what the fuck is happening. Yeah. How, how am I going to get through, way. like, 900 more episodes? <laughs> yeah, so I just fucking stopped. But, yeah, I can I can see the pieces of, like, why people would like it. But I, oh, yeah. I, could, I couldn't find the One Piece. <laughs> Neither have they. The One Piece. Exactly. And they never fucking will. They're never going to. At this rate. They're gonna they're gonna realize one piece was the friendship they had the whole time. I dude, I swear to god, like people have made that joke for years, and if that ends up being the case, <laughs> that will be the shittiest cop out of a story ever. This man has been writing this fucking book since like ninety-eight. Yeah. How how so I assume there's a manga of it, manga of it, right? Yeah, still going. Okay, okay. How close is the show to that? I have no fucking clue. I don't either. I don't know. Cause like how like how far apart are they? Well, I that, but I also mean like how much filler is in the uh, TV mm. show? 
True. Yeah. Oh well, I told I told you before. Somebody made a whole fucking site called yeah, One yeah, Pace. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> They're like, hey, this is OnePace.com. Uh, we've <laughs> removed all the filler. These are the episodes you should watch. Disgusting. It yeah, it is. I think. Hold on. The One Piece manga started on July twenty second, nineteen ninety seven. Oh my fucking god. And it's still going. Oh, at least, I'm, at least I'm older than it by like two years. I, this book has been going on for 23 years. <laughs> the first question under One Piece when you Google it is when will One Piece end? <laughs> I think I heard something where like the creator, I forgot what his name is, but he just said that like there's just still so much that he needs to talk about or like there's still so much of the story that he wants to explore and i'm like wow i mean like <laughs> 23 years later i guess i mean if you've been working on something for that long there's probably a whole catalog of shit that he hasn't even brought in the mm-hmm. show yet so the 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 smallest what tidbit of respect? information i could find is uh so in 2017 one piece celebrated its 20th anniversary <laughs> And based on an interview with the creator, it looks like the manga will probably end in somewhere between 2025 and 2026. That's what I heard, too. Oh, my God. I heard that, too, yeah. So we still got, like, five, six years left of the book. (laughs) Jeez. Insane. Who knows? I I really might commit to that whole thing. I mean, I guess it'd be one to commit to. I, I think it's worth committing to, right? I like I have I have respect for people who have been there this whole fucking time. <laughs> like yeah. you fucking go, dude, but I don't like I just can't I, I feel like it's too late. If I had started watching it like when it came on like Toonami when I was a kid. Because uh-huh. it like it premiered like around the same time that Naruto did in the US, like for oh. us. And I was like, man. Naruto's already Naruto's already done, though. Exactly. Naruto, manageable. One Piece, fucking insane. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think, because, I think the manga for One Piece, they're they're not at a thousand yet, but they're, they're like, up there with the show, where they're approaching 1,000 chapters. Mm -hmm. They're in, like, the 900s or something, but I think... All of Naruto, like, from the beginning to the end, they end on chapter 700. Yes. Which means that One Piece is at least 300 chapters longer. At least. (laughs) Fucking crazy. But still, kind of respectable. Because it's a good show, regardless. At at least from what I've seen. That is purely subjective. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, well, I'm, I I really just started, so that's just my opinion as of right now. <laughs> right, it's it, it's fine. I I I enjoyed it until I kind of got fed up with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the thing for me about it is I was like, this is this is an anime about pirates, and yeah. I'm not that into pirates. First of all, actually, I love pirates, but I Assassin's love, Creed, I love Black everything Black. pirates. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll last longer than you guys. Who knows? I'm not that into pirates. And then second of all, I was like, they don't really seem like pirates. 
you know what that's also a good point it's like what it's what it's like what pirates should be like like the miracle like you know this is what pirates like is the dream of pirates but i don't know it's like the super fantastical version of what a pirate is yeah well let me ask you this what how much do uh how much does naruto seem like ninjas Naruto seems way more like ninjas than One Piece seems like pirates. I don't know, man. It feels pretty on par to me. They have fucking technology. They have they have and radio. Magic. They have radio headsets. They have magic. <laughs> that's that's a that's a thing that ninjutsu is like a thing that ninja had. Not it, magic. It, no, I'm not. No, but that's what it was <laughs> called. But in real life, it was like used as like illusions to like deceive people that you that you could do magic. What pirate was like, yeah, I'm gonna stretch I'm gonna stretch my fucking arm across the ocean. Okay, but like a large part of pirates is also like the mythology of the sea. I guess. But I guess like that's the thing too, is like, well, one piece is in a made up world, so they're not necessarily going off of too much pirate lore. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like that is Naruto is more is closer to what ninja. people th- yes is closer to what people think of as ninjas than what people think of as pirates when compared to One Piece. I think we're just gonna have to agree to disagree. <laughs> well, what do people what do quote unquote people think of pirates like Pirates of the Caribbean? <laughs> that is like yeah, that's what people think of when they think of pirates. You know, like. Pirates can maybe fit in, like, different categories. I don't know. But, like, when people think of... I think that's what Americans think of pirates. I don't know what anyone else thinks of pirates. True. True. But, well, Pirates of the Caribbean isn't that different, I feel like, from, like, anything else that pirates are in, except for One Piece. (laughs) I I feel like pirate media is, like, pretty straightforward it's dudes on ships fucking firing cannons at each other and looking for treasure what other what other pirate um so there's there's pirates of the caribbean there is there's there was a show on i think it was stars or showtime one of those channels i cannot remember what the fuck it was called i don't think i even watched that i think it was i think it was called black it was black sales black sales yeah I watched, like, the first few episodes of that show, and I was like, oh, this actually seems pretty cool. But that was very much just, like, it was Pirates of the Caribbean, but, like, serious. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Wait, but what? It was Pirates of the Caribbean, like, without the comedy. Oh. Like, it Wait, was a so... very, like, serious, realistic... Because they use, like, actual, like, historical people in that oh. show. Right. I also want to then... bring up that in Pirates of the Caribbean, that... That first movie, they're talking about people who are dead. Like skeleton ships and shit. Oh, yeah. Completely forgot about that. Oh, yeah. I was, I was like... What about what about um, Treasure Planet? I love Treasure Planet. Like, how do people yeah. compare that to One Piece? You guys want to know something fucking crazy about Treasure Planet? What? I couldn't tell you a fucking thing that happens in that movie. Y- Wait, what? <laughs> I mean... It, not a I, whole lot happens to be honest well no i'm saying like i like i know what that movie is and i 
feel like I saw it when I was a kid, but I cannot confirm that I ever actually saw that movie all the way through. They're like dog people aliens for some reason in that movie. I guess you're right. I mean, they it, it, they're space pirates, so it's like it's a little yeah. different. See, now we're getting down to the real heart of it. <laughs> Nobody knows what the fuck pirates are. <laughs> Except, what? Are, who are the true pirates? Who? Where did they originate from? Well, I mean... Maybe we should start there. There's clearly, the pirates we think of, which are like Spanish privateers. Clearly, the, the, the best, the yeah, best version that. the best version of pirates was Assassin's Creed 4. Oh. That was the best thing that pirates ever did. I mean, this man spitting facts right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not lying. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Space pirates are pretty cool. Space pirates are sick. Space Ooh. pirates are cool. Space pirates are. See, now we're just getting into the definition of what the word pirate means, <laughs> which Google. is, I guess, like a person who steals things from other people. <laughs> but you, you gotta quick. have a ship, though. You can't just you, yeah. be a regular old thief. You have to be. You have ship. to have. You're a thief with a boat. <laughs> you are a boat thief who uses your boat to thief. Exactly. Yes. Oh shit! I got the Pittsburgh Pirates. Hold up. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Rock ones. <laughs> Define pirates. Google. Pirates are fucking um. A person who attacks and robs ships at sea. That boom. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, basically it. So what is so what does that mean? A treasure pirate or treasure planet? Not pirates. Well, here's the thing, right? <laughs> well, yeah, they were. There was a whole treasure planet of like yeah of goods. Like were they in water goods. though? Here, that's what I was just about to say, Lana. Well, like, they, okay, if you think of space, if you think of space as water, that's the same shit. Space is the vastest okay, well, ocean in the world. Exactly. <laughs> I was gonna say, why do we call them ships then? Oh fuck. Because it's a spaceship. Get the fuck up, not a, not a water ship. Not a water ship. That's what I'm going to call them from now on. The only time I've ever heard the term water ship is water ship down. Oh, man. Don't remind and I, me. And I don't know why that is called that. Why do I feel like that's very excessive? Like, water ship? Like, I don't know. Because <laughs> it's just it's like being redundant. redundant. Like... Yeah. It's like saying streetcar. <laughs> Where it's like, where the fuck else would you put a car? <laughs> so, can we agree, pirates, fucking trash? No. Oh. <laughs> I thought that was only because I still here. stand pirates. I still love pirate aesthetics. Pirate. Okay. Yeah. All right. There are some things that are cool about pirates. I just, I just can't fucking get into them. Maybe the lifestyle is a little, like, you really have to commit to it, but the aesthetics, though... The whole, like, do-whatever-the-fuck-you-want lifestyle? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess that's appealing. <laughs> Ninjas, though, a Ninjas, thousand times though. cooler. A thousand <laughs> least, times cooler. I Listen, that's not, that's not an argument, right? Yeah. I'm just saying, like, if you at... If you go... I feel like if you went out on the street and you asked, like, ten people to name a ninja... Versus probably, probably six of them say Naruto. Yeah, true. <laughs> Ask same ten people to name a pirate. None of them are gonna say Luffy. And and mostly it's because the people in high school were the ones who were running like Naruto. 
God, those were the days. <laughs> those were the days. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna I... say, can you find like a what, like a pirate run? <laughs> I was gonna say like another ninja show that's more popular than Naruto. There isn't one. Exactly. Like, was like wasn't there a consensus of like people running like Naruto versus like people holding like three swords like Zoro? Was there <laughs> no idea? Where like way more people recognize one over the other? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> what the fuck? I, I remember had... seeing go ahead. There was a there was a kid when I was in high school where uh he lived in the same neighborhood as me and when when he would get off the bus we had the same bus stop <laughs> and like i would get off the bus and he would get off like he would always be the first person off the bus on this stop and it, i shit you not as soon as his fucking feet touched the ground <laughs> he sprinted in a full naruto run he's like beat you to my house and everybody would just be like dude what the fuck are you doing <laughs> And he did that shit every day for But you know what? I bet he was really years. happy. I bet he was really like, you know. That was that was the most like the... I don't give a fuck about oh, yeah. anybody. Exactly. Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. <laughs> <laughs> so what else is popular that we can shit on? Uh, well you wanted to talk about the Batman thing, right? Oh my fucking god, dude. Yeah, let's shit all over that. Oh, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> fuck me yourself, you coward. So, like, after seeing that, uh-huh. I was I was one of those people who, like, I wasn't, like, adamantly against it, but I was very skeptical of Robert Pattinson playing Bruce oh. Wayne. Oh, well, I, I, yeah, I didn't even recognize him. I. It's not like I was skeptical. I was just, like, wondering if, like, he wanted it enough. To... Yeah, I was like, I was like, that's a that's a weird choice. Yeah, like, like, I mean, it's not like it's not like I know the actor, not that I know the person, but it's like, how much of himself was he willing to put in this role? You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but you know what? You know, I'm hopeful. I'm always hopeful. Well, he's not I a think... bad actor. It's just he's, he's not like, a bad actor. He's he's it. like he's one of those people though who like he got he was in a role a long time ago and people like never let go of that. So people only yeah. think of him for the fucking Twilight movies. Oh, that's, true. That's yeah. what I meant by like, could you see him as Batman? Right. You know what? It's, it's Cedric Diggory over, over, um, the vampire guy. I forgot his name. <laughs> uh, Edward. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there you go. Edward. <laughs> Are you team Edward? <laughs> But like, oh my god, seeing this trailer, I was like, fuck, like, they are nailing the tone of, like, what I want in a Batman movie. Mm. Okay, that's good. I really like uh, the direction that they're going. The villain of the movie is the Riddler. Oh, great. I, have they even, have have any movies recently really focused on the Riddler? I don't Wait, think so. So, the only... The only movie that the Riddler has been in was Batman Forever, where he was played by Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only. That was the only movie the Riddler has ever been in. I I don't know if it, if it's because I was younger and I loved Jim Carrey, but like I didn't mind that at all. But I don't know. I'm interested Just, to see this movie now. 
Yeah, this is gonna be a much more like serious take. Yeah, <laughs> rather than having Jim Carrey on <laughs> on a playing Riddler. Yeah, so what it, I mean, from what it looks like, it looks like uh, he's some sort of like serial killer, mm-hmm. and he's like leaving clues at all of his murders, and Batman has to solve them. I know the the like pr- like premise of the movie is that he's only like. He's only, this is, like, his second year as Batman, so he's still, like, pretty new to it. Still pretty fresh. Yeah, and he hasn't faced against, like, a lot of his, like, rogues gallery. Um, You can tell, like, there's a woman he fights in that movie, like, that's Catwoman, but she's mm-hmm. not, like, fully Catwoman yet. Yeah. And, um... There is there is a shot of him in the trailer and it's hard to recognize but Colin Farrell is in this movie as the penguin. Oh. And Wait, it looks nothing like him. Exactly. There's a there's a shot of a guy in here and he's it, it's Colin Farrell with like a bunch of like prosthetic makeup on to make him like look like fatter. Uh-huh. Oh my god, I, I completely missed it. I did too. And I just watched it. But yeah, uh, so it's Catwoman, the penguin and Riddler are all in this movie. And I, just, I love that scene where he beats the shit out of that guy. Oh my god, same? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was the first scene that I saw on Twitter. <laughs> that he was, like, beating the shit out of someone who, like, already was beat, like, 20 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> and then the very classic line, the I'm vengeance. I was like, yep, mm-hmm. I'm sold in mm-hmm. this fucking movie. Like I said before, I love the logo. I love the all the aesthetics of their, like, marketing has been that, like, really, like, blood red color. Yeah. yeah, and it looks really fucking cool. Yeah, I was I was very iffy on this movie until today, and I was like, "Yep, I'm in. I am all in." I mean, I had high hopes just because it's Robert Benson or whatever his name is. I had high hopes for the the director. Oh, okay. Uh, the director is uh, Matt Reeves, and he did the uh, recent Planet of the Apes movies. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which I really like those. And uh, so I, I had a feeling that he, he would be able to do a pretty good job with this. And it looks like he is. And uh, because of COVID, this movie got delayed. It was supposed to be out next summer. But now, I believe its actual date now is uh, sometime in October next mm-hmm. year. I feel like that'll be kind of Wait, cool. Wait, next year or this year? Next year. Oh, Okay. And I, I feel like that'll be kind of cool and fitting as, like, having Batman as kind of like a Halloween movie. Right. Especially with this dark tone it looks like they're having. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be fucking cool. But yeah, that's uh, The Batman. That's our review on the trailer. Oh, you know what? How fitting. How fitting, because my next Mythical Monday thing is Bat-related. Perfect. 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 I think it's time to pour another drink, Cole. I, I I don't know if I should go into that a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> actually totally. trying to figure out a way to ask you about it. <laughs> Perfect. Um, Segway. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm supposed to be the main guest, right? <laughs> exactly. This, this is your only. episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's what the this Monday's uh, mythical Monday is supposed to be on. Um, first of all, I've been trying to get away from, like, Greek mythology because it's, like, snooze, you know? Like, Greek mythology, like, that's everywhere. 
it's what everybody knows yeah it's what everybody knows it's what everybody does um i'm trying to do a little bit more like what i'm supposed to do which is uh, like around the world type stuff um <clears throat> so and and it's like what i tried to do was um on the monday that i'm supposed to post it's like what's going on that that monday like because like one of the Mondays, it was, it landed on 420. One of the Mondays was like, uh, may the fourth be with you type of thing. So it's like, I tried to stay on theme, but it's like, nothing was really going on next Monday. So it's like, I, I tried to look for something kind of random, but not Greek mythology, because it's like, you know, like try and do something different, um, which yeah. I was trying to find something a little bit different, which was what I settled on was, I don't know if this is spoiler, if anyone really, like, is so invested. <laughs> but, uh... Um, no, this will actually... This episode will post after you put it up, so it's fine. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Because yeah, we put them up on uh, Thursdays. Okay, great. Okay, so, um... Well, since I've already, probably already posted at this point, um, it's going to be about this one goddess who's, like, a goddess of, like... She's a, uh hawaiian goddess um over bats and like fertility um so yeah i don't know i don't know how much i should talk about this i don't know if it's even a big deal to like talk about it so much i mean go into it however if you're super interested please um inform us yeah okay so um i was really my whole process on this is i don't know going on wikipedia and like (laughs) <laughs> if 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 there's nothing if there's nothing going on for that like for the weekend or like um close to that Monday, I'll just pick something random and like nothing else was really standing out for this Monday. So it's like I I basically pick something random. Um something that I wanted to do which was like okay, like the the main thing that I was really like focusing on was like okay, try and not to focus on so many girls and females <laughs> um and what that's what i did the very last mythical monday was like i focused on like the gin and um i drew more guys but then i was like okay that's enough guys for now <laughs> let me go back to like what i what i really love doing was drawing like really pretty girls and like goddesses and all that stuff so it's like um let me go back to that for now just because i'm like pretty busy with work um so I picked I I picked out this one goddess, a Hawaiian goddess, um, which I guess this episode is gonna is gonna like publish by the t- like already after the time that I published the actual illustration. But um, it's it's just this girl who's like um, a Hawaiian goddess over bats. Like her 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 story is pretty interesting. Probably not a lot of people know about. Um, I'll just let people read it before I talk about it too much on here. But um, so, how do you, um, when you're making these, how do you decide which ones you want to do or not? Because uh, I, I know you said like you try to find something that might fit into like if something's going on that day. Yeah. Or say it's just like a regular Monday. Like, how do you decide which one of the like dozens and dozens of characters you can pick? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So it's like, okay, so for example, like when I did the um, May the 4th be with you or if when I did the um, 421, like that's a that's a pretty good like guiding point. Like 
I picked like the hemp goddess or I picked like uh, the Star Wars themed one. Um, but if it's a very like typical like Monday, I'll just pick whatever that I feel like I'm doing, which it's like, okay, I in general, I really like drawing women, like beautiful women type of thing. Um, mm. And something like very interesting, um, which the Hawaiian one, I, I was trying to stray away from like Greek mythology because it's like, I feel like I've done like already a good amount of it so far. So it's like, I'll try and like follow my um, guideline of like, oh, around the world, um, gods and goddesses and like other mythologic creature mythology um so i just i just stumbled upon this one hawaiian one um and then her story was really simple yet really like i'm pretty sure no one really knew about so i wanted to highlight her for this for this monday because it's like it's just a very casual monday so like why not spark some interest in people's lives by highlighting her um and then it just so happened that the bat that the batman trailer came out so it's i like, was gonna oh, say okay. what's uh um, what's funny of... about that is one of my favorite things to do when i post anything that any of us do is to write the descriptions yeah and i am totally going to be like oh hey you like batman yeah check this out <laughs> exactly that's that's what i tried doing too to just to try to keep it like mainstream or try to keep it like current um which i didn't i i really picked her on a whim like just because it's like okay so she's not greek she's not like you know like there's nothing else going on like let me just pick her because like i, I had a good yeah. idea when she when i when like i read her story on uh, wikipedia <laughs> um there you go so she's gonna come that's basically my whole like um process it's it's either um find something or find someone who is relevant to that week or that monday or if there's really nothing going on do something that you really want to do um that you really feel like um that's really interesting that no one's maybe really heard of right um, it just so happened to be like, oh, the trailer for the Batman just came out, and then I just, <laughs> I, and I so happened to pick a goddess who was, like, who focused on bats and like, yeah. That's a, yeah, that's that's really really fitting, and that's funny yeah. that that just happened to line up like that. I yeah. know. <laughs> so. So yeah. How do you, kind of walk us through like where where did your uh. Where did your idea for like wanting to do this come from? This whole series that you've been doing. Yeah. So um where this all really originated from was my love of like storytelling. And like really storytelling like derives from like mythology, like the storytelling of like certain characters and like gods, like that's where they really like origin that's where storytelling I feel like really originated from was like telling the stories of like gods and like how gods really affect human life. Um, So it's like, because there's always something to learn from gods and like even just like standard mythical creatures, like they always have something to teach you. Um, So it's like, and and like I, from what I've been researching lately, all all the gods who like contribute to holidays and like months and all that stuff, like, 
they have something to contribute to our lives during certain points of like seasons and holidays and like certain, t- certain times of the year. Um, so it's like there's always something to take away from and there's a plethora of like gods from different countries, different races um, that have like maybe they'll have like similarities, but they'll have different insights um, based on that, that, that one culture. Um, from a different part of the world so it's like and there's just so much to filter through from um so it's like really just like there's just so much to get through there's just so much and and that's I feel like also that's where storytelling really originated from um like like that's where Marvel originated from that's where like all like majority of all comics originated from like they're all like originating from myths and mythology and like um like where where your ancestors like got entertainment from so it's like there's just so much content there's so much like things you can learn from there's so many like minority um characters like that that, that's also kind of like why I was straying away from Greek mythology because like, like that's just so prevalent in like culture like with so many shows like like Lucifer, so many shows like um, or even comics like Lore Olympics, um, yeah. So it's like there's just so many there's so many things to like there's I don't even know where to start really sometimes. <laughs> uh, that's that's why like I mean yeah like work really like takes away my time and energy but it's also because it's like sometimes I don't know where to start especially when like there's nothing really um going on currently where I can like okay I can really pick from anywhere around the world um like anywhere like it's just a lot (laughs) yeah Um, what I what I like about uh what you've been doing with the series is sometimes when you do a particular character or story uh the written part that goes with it tells a a much more like mm-hmm. true story as to what happened as opposed to like maybe like the myth that people know because mm-hmm. like uh you you did one recently for medusa yeah and it talks much more about like like many most people when they think of medusa they're just like oh it's the lady with the snakes for hair and she turns people mm-hmm. to stone yeah most people don't know why that happened yeah like why why she became a monster in the first place right i feel like that is much more interesting as opposed to just reiterating the very base level facts that everybody else already knows Mm -hmm. yeah and and that's also the reason why i wanted to start this mythology like mythos series is because like i wanted to break down um, like the like the true origins it's like like the true perspective of the of the character who I wanted to portray um, and highlight for that day um like like for example Medusa um like like yeah she's supposed to be like a lot of people view her as like a villain or um, like just a monster or something like that but it's like she had an origin story she had she um she started off as something much different than what she ended up as and what she got famous for. Um, And there's so many stories like that, um, as well as so many stories that um, are just very obscure 
like like uh like the 421 the uh magu she's supposed to be like uh the hemp goddess like I, I don't think a lot of people knew about her and she had a very like you know organic where she had a very like humble beginning um versus like what people what society could view as like what hemp is or what cannabis is yeah um, so yeah that's like that's also like a part goal of like this whole mythos series is like kind of like breaking down stereotypes or breaking down like what um the typical mythology is like for a certain god or character or like monster even yeah because even uh i think it was the last one you did the the one about the djinn yeah yeah reading reading the story with it i was like oh this is like this is like what a genie like would actually be yeah i yeah. feel like like what was there is like oh this eventually became what people think of as a genie mm-hmm. but it was a little more like twisted than like oh hey you get three wishes and then i go away forever yeah. this was yeah. like no nah, i'm gonna fuck with you <laughs> yeah like even even be- even before the disney genie like people viewed the djinn as like just negative or just like an evil negative entity when yeah. really it's like you know like they're just one step or like a, a, a middle ground before like w- what did i say it was like the middle ground before humans and angels it's like um they could really go between like oh they're they're a benevolent character or they can be like a more evil or sinister character but like it's 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 because of how they how they were raised it's because of how um they grew up like what kind of surroundings they were in so it's like um yeah it's 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 really more of the like don't judge a book by its character type of thing or like don't judge like what you've heard about this this character or myth or like um creature or something like that um and that's also what i wanted to like break down for certain myths that like have a bad rep um like like the djinn or like the uh uh, the one i i I did a couple a couple mythos back which was the the naga um there there i feel like they're also misunderstood uh, like the, it was the snake one. It was the um, the sky naga or something like that. Um, yeah. Where it's like you know, like snakes are more perceived as like oh evil or like something like that. Like because it's like right. big, like they're basically they're evil. It's like, um, but really, it's like if you look at the very nature of it, it's like they're neutral. Like it's it's just how they were raised. It's like how their environment was um how much power that they have it's like it really can go like both ways so it's like um i don't know how much of that really translate to other people but uh it's it's just what i try to do um yeah yeah i uh i definitely feel like every time i get a new post from you for it yeah mm-hmm. i i always read through it first myself and then i kind of like sit there and i'm like wow i never fucking knew this <laughs> yeah that, that that's really my goal it's like I, I i try and get people to think because from their initial their initial knowledge versus like if it's this is something new but definitely the initial knowledge of like especially with the whole uh, medusa example it's like everyone 
almost everyone like thinks of Medusa as like a villain where mm-hmm. really like her origin was like she was the one who was like really the victim or like and there's so many stories like that where it's like uh, uh, um as a as a cultural thing they're supposed to be a villain but really it's like you didn't really see how they start how they ended up that way um right that's just really what i want people to kind of like think about when they when they when they read about like the lore when they read about like the origins of the character that i choose for that certain week yeah and it's been uh it's been really cool seeing both the stories themselves and the illustrations that you're doing the the illustrations are super fucking cool yeah i try (laughs) (laughs) we we all do you know just out here doing your best yeah Cole, what about you? You got any you got any questions for Crystal? Uh, I think anything that I had to question, you pretty much covered. Oh yeah, Dude, good. I'm fucking, I'm fucking nailing it with these questions, bro. I <laughs> know. Uh, I wasn't talking to you. Oh, so you're you're kind of whatever. All right, fine, whatever. Sorry. Cool. No, that's cool. I didn't. Cool. I didn't really mean that. Sure you didn't. Sure you didn't. I so, really. I really could go like deeper than this, but it's like it really depends on your guys' question. <laughs> I, I mean, we talk about whatever on here. Yeah. Uh, to ask one thing, like what what got you into all this mythology? Oh, what got me into it? So, okay, so actually, you know what? Storytelling is an insecurity of mine because it's like, oh, because it's like I want to be like a comic. Um, or graphic novel artists one day, or it's like, I want to like write stories one day, but I still feel like that's one of my most weakest aspects as a creator. Mm -hmm. So it's like, um, the more I learn about mythology, the more I learn about like stories from like ancient people, or even like now, like with Marvel and all that stuff, like that's happening current happening currently. Um, it's like, there's still so much to learn that I feel like, I have so much to learn from, um, I don't know if that makes sense, but. Do you mean just like from like a writing standpoint? Yeah, yeah, definitely from a writing standpoint, because it's like, you know, like art is one thing. It's very visual. It's very like aesthetic. It's very like one yeah. one thing, but it's like the story behind it really makes it more impactful. Kind of like, uh, I guess, I guess kind of like with Avatar, like um like like yeah the animation is great but it's like it can like maybe people could dismiss it if the story wasn't as great as how people like love it currently so it's like one of my insecurities is that like i i i won't be able to to produce a story that's as impactful or as um like heartwarming or um like just a lot of people can connect to it like um, people like like people like ages and ages ago have connected to people from from the story i don't know if that makes sense no yeah i get it because like with, with your example if if the story of avatar the last and airbender was not as good as it was i don't yeah. think people would remember it the way they do oh yeah exactly no. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's like that that's one of my things. Like and, and that's what I commend people who who work on, on the artwork and the storyline. 
um, together. Like that's, that's what I really admire from like creators um, that they're doing just the artwork and the art and the storyline together. Like what you and Chris are doing lately. Um, Like I hope to do that one day. And it's like, because because I'm so like anxious and like and like nervous about it like the 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 story that I have in my mind right now it's very like slow building and it's very like um still very beginning I'm I'm still uh, like I'm trying to grasp whatever inspiration I can from the stories that exist right now and like the mythology that exists right now so that I can um try and deliver my own personal story that can be just as captivating as something like you know avatar last airbender or just yeah like as marvel or something like that you know like even though that's very a very like heavy like expectation or that's a very like big yeah expectation like at the same time like i just want to be in the same like realm or in the same like whatever um, yeah i i i totally get what you're saying because you know? um like i had not i had not written anything like uh, like a full story until uh chris and i started doing this uh windbreaker stuff yeah yeah and i was actually like because when it when it got to the point where chris had like a basic outline of like what he wanted the story to be because windbreaker was chris's idea mm-hmm. and uh he let me know like what he wanted to happen and like like the major story beats that he wanted to happen and as we were going through it we kept talking about it more and more and he was like ah oh, man like i don't know if i can i don't know if i can write this and it'll come out like the way that i want it to and stuff so i <laughs> just basically like shot my shot and was like you have the basic outline of the story. I was like, yeah. what if I, what if I just write it for us? Mm-hmm. And he was like, go for it. And I sat down to write that thing. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck <laughs> I'm doing. Yeah. No, you know what? You know what? Actually, like what, what I've been trying to help the story side of me, like the, like the writing, like the creative writing side of me helps a lot is like writing Right now, it, it doesn't seem like so much, but it's like it's a writing poetry um, and, and learning about like all this mythology and learning about like um, even even like like pop culture stuff like like um, all like all the stories and all the shows that's going on right now. I'll, I'll try and take like two bits of like what I really love from their story. Yeah. Um, um, but really, like the the main consensus is like. All, all their stories like derive from myths and derive from human like experiences and all that stuff. So it's like, I just really hope one day um, I can really like touch people in the way that like my favorite stories and like my favorite movies and all that stuff has touched me before. Um, that's in a really helpful way. Um, or, or not even like just in an in and in, 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 in an entertainment way like not even so like deep like that like just an entertainment way like something something like that they'll will remember for like years and stuff um which like i don't know if that's like a lot of pressure or anything like that (laughs) but um 
Yeah. That's kind of like the goal currently. With with my Mythos series, is it's kind of like a study almost of like what portions of like the mythos is like captivating what's what's relatable what's um what can us humans really relate to and what really excites us and all that stuff that Um, is that's actually really interesting that you're basically using this series as kind of like a study yeah as to like what goes into uh like good storytelling yeah yeah because really that's that's what i believe good art is it's like there there there's an aspect of storytelling behind it um even something super simple um there's still some sort of like a storytelling behind it um like i that's what i constitute as good artwork um like there's some there's even just like an inkling of good storytelling behind it yeah i think that uh that makes a lot of sense and i think which that... is which is why i was so proud that you chris and everybody um started the hive group yeah you know we just got a uh... I, i've had to i had to tell the story a lot recently about how chris and i came up with this idea because right? um i went to i went to the academy uh mm-hmm. last week and this week i went there for 2 days to do they invited me to talk to their incoming freshmen at their orientation. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, what was funny about it, too, was they invited me to talk about uh, my career as an artist once I got out of school. And the second day <laughs> that I went in, I was like, I quit my job. And they were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and um, no, so like I talked about I talked about Hive in the presentation and it was kind of just. It was literally like Chris and I texting back and forth about how we were like we we had all these ideas for like stuff that we wanted to do, but mm-hmm. we we couldn't like take it to anybody because nobody would like go for it and be like, yeah, yeah, let's fucking do it. And so we were just like, like fund. <laughs> yeah. So we were just like, why don't we just like do it ourselves? Yeah. And then we fucking ran with it. <laughs> Which I'm so excited for, honestly. I, I, I am how, too. I don't know how many weeks ago it was, but like that was when I first read what Windbreakers was really about. Um, I, 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 I think I was Snapchatting like Chris, like uh, when he first like, you know, like was uploading about Windbreakers. Um, like because yeah. prior to prior to that i didn't really know what windbreakers was about um but i was i was like rooting from the sidelines like i was i was like a cheerleader <laughs> um because like, i just knew you guys but um like when he actually explained what it was i was like wow this is actually like a great story um so yeah, yeah I, I, I i really just think like story storytelling and like just like not even like a full-fledged story it's just like what something like means behind the artwork is just so beautiful like about the actual artwork so um i just really that that's why i really admire comic artists and like this is why i really admire like all all types of like storytelling behind um artwork like visual storytelling it's a um it's a really really uh like interesting position to be in to 
craft a story because yeah. like Cole, Cole and I have talked about this before, but like as artists, when you're making a story, especially a story, mm-hmm. even if you're just making like a random illustration or painting or whatever, mm-hmm. everything you do is like slightly derived off of something that you've seen before in your life. Yeah. Does yeah. It, you know, the Definitely. old adage that like nothing is fully original. So everything yeah. is based on something. Mm-hmm. And to be able to take take like little pieces from like everything and mix them together, but to make it work is like a really hard thing to do that not a lot of people get right. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like you you don't want people to say like, oh, this reminds me of. Uh... I don't know, like Games of Thrones or like Yeah, like, where they're they're just like clearly this you just you just did this. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like uh, yeah. oh, shit. And, and like honestly, I, I think I've only told Chris this, but it's like I, I, I there's this one comic idea that I have right now that it's like there's only there's so much that I'm deriving from like so many shows, so many like um so many like books and all that stuff that it's like I like one of my main worries is that it's like, oh, it, it's because she's stealing from a different, like, show or a different book or something like that. When really right. it's just like, it's it's because I admire or it's like I, I'm really inspired from that one piece of um, storytelling or one piece, piece of, like, artwork and stuff like that. Where it's like, I feel like it really belongs in, in, in my personal story that I want to tell. Um where I hope it's original enough. I hope it's like, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I Basically, we all share the same feeling on it. I think. Yeah. After hearing you, you two talk about it for a while. Do you think? Do you think that's a very common like worry? Do you think it's a very common like? Um, oh yeah. Standpoint. That well, they I, all I, would, I would think so. Yeah. Okay. Cause... I would go. Out, I would go out on a limb to say that's every writer. Yeah. Okay. Every storyteller. <laughs> Cause I, nobody, nobody wants to get like called out for being like, you just wrote the same story as like exactly. this person. And yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck. That's, because okay, <laughs> some, it's hard wanna... when you're writing something. Cause you could, you could be totally like nose down on it and be like, oh yeah. man, this is going to be great. And then people read it and they're like, this is just this other thing. And you're like, fuck. Yeah. Like you don't know it until somebody says it. Exactly, because yeah. one one of the best best examples is Lore Olympus. I don't know if you guys have like read the graphic novel on that on uh, Webtoon so far, but it's I've like it's it. basically derived from Greek mythology. It's like she's she's literally getting these stories from Greek mythology. But the reason why it's so so successful is because she's adding a modern twist to it. So it's like, um, but that's but but that's really like the formula. It's like it's like it's Greek mythology, which everyone knows, everyone's used to. Um, but she's adding the, she's adding like the the modern twist to it, which it's like not a lot of people have successfully done. Um, besides her, in my opinion. Um, so it's like, w- like what I personally want to do for like my future comics and my future like graphic novels is like derive a lot of successful storytelling aspects from so many different shows animes books and all of that um and make it like my own make it like a very simple um well i don't know about simple but like make it a very like substantial like story plot of like one story that i'm committed 
to and like I, I'm devoted to um which I mean I don't know I feel like all writers dream to do yeah I, so I don't <laughs> I don't know about you guys but I feel like from a writing standpoint yeah the hardest thing to come up with is it's in it's in like two parts it's a twist that people don't see coming exactly yes (laughs) but also a twist that when it happens they can't they they love it but they can't be like oh this is the same twist as like this movie yes exactly yeah where it's like oh he was the killer the whole time yeah yeah yeah. i know what you mean That that's my that's my click conundrum right now. <laughs> even though it's like even me, like I haven't told you or Chris or anybody about like the the comic idea that I that I have like you know um, plotting in my head and in, in my notes app on my phone right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's like I'm I've been really trying not to keep it like so I don't know predictable or like not so like. Oh, that that's very Game of Thrones ish, or that, that that's very like Star like Star Wars ish, or you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, but yeah, I'm, I think the, the 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 main cure to that is like just going, y- y- like earlier when you were saying like the whole indie comics thing, it's like or like very like obscure thing, it's like trying to derive from like, and and even real life it's like trying to derive from as much of like real life human experiences as much as possible um to try and keep it original and to try and keep it like iconic basically do you uh do you guys have cuz i i now have this idea in my head do you guys have like a favorite twist that's ever happened in like a book or a movie or something for you um See, now you're doing the same thing to me where I have forgotten every piece of media I've suggested. You're like, I've you know, never seen a twist in anything before. What, what the t- fuck is once, a movie? Once the question is there, it's like, shit, everything just flew out the window. Um, okay, maybe one of the best examples I can think of, which is like maybe a standard thing, I don't know. But it's like, even with the Avatar Last Airbender, it's like, I don't think I even... I even saw what was coming with the whole like taking away the the avatars or like, taking away the benders powers thing. That that was a really good one. That was that was a very like like mind-blowing thing to me. It's like I it, it didn't come to me until it it happened in front of me like where it's like okay, he was able to take away someone's bending powers. Um because like, that's the whole that's what the whole show was really about like bending that's the whole show yeah um so it's like to take someone's bending away like that's so substantial especially someone who is part of like the fire nation like who who's like part of the um like the dominating um side um that, like, that so that's what that was twist substantial for me that twist is actually so it's funny you bring that one up because yeah. uh, my sister just finished watching Avatar for the first oh, yeah? time ever. Uh-huh. So she's she's 14 and she had never <laughs> seen it before. Oh my and I, God. and I told her, I was like, you have to watch this fucking show. And she was like, all right. And she started watching it, got hooked. And I watched the final episode with her. Uh-huh. And when that part happens, uh-huh. I think the reason that the twist works so well 
is because the episodes leading up to it, Aang is trying to figure out a way to beat the Fire Lord without having to kill him. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And no matter what he does, every single person, including all of his past lives, are like, no, dude, like, you're gonna have to kill him. Like, you're gonna have- yeah, exactly, like, the only solution is to kill him, and he's like, well- like and and every I think everyone was thinking like shit there might not be an, another way because he even he even says before he goes to the fight he he was like I I guess I just have to do this yeah so and like the, you're you're like built up to think that you're old trying yeah. to figure this shit out so you're built up to think like oh well he doesn't have another choice yeah and then he pulls this out and you're like oh yeah. fuck yes like 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 that's that was the that was it like <laughs> so one of the best uh twists that i can think of of like recent years is have you guys seen spider-man homecoming yeah okay cole what the fuck <laughs> cole you've seen spider-man homecoming which one was the second one I'm that was sorry. that was far from home oh okay yes i have seen homecoming sorry okay good <laughs> so it is The reason I think that this movie has a really good twist is because me, as a big of a Spider-Man fan as I am, Mm -hmm. I find it really endearing when these movies are able to do something that is, like, catch me off guard, right? Yes. I'm so used to Marvel Comics and, like, reading all their stories and stuff. Like, for the most part, I can, like, see where they're going with a lot of stuff. And it doesn't take away from me enjoying the movie, but, like... Spider-Man Far From Home, the one that came out last year, kind of a spoiler, but, like, Mysterio is the bad guy, but all of the trailers show him, like, working with Spider-Man. Yeah. And to me, I was like, okay, well, that's not really a twist, because that's, like, Mysterio's MO. Like, he tricks people into thinking that he's good and then, like, betrays them. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay. I saw that one coming, but it was still it's it was still effective the way they did it. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man Homecoming has a completely out of nowhere twist where the girl that Peter has been trying to date like the entire movie when he finally is able to ask her out and he goes to her house, her dad is the villain. Yeah. And th- that caught me off guard because it completely threw out what I know as a Spider-Man fan, the Vulture and Liz Allen are not related in comics. So I never would have thought of that. Mm -hmm. So for him to show up and it's Michael Keaton opening the door and I I can like picture the scene in my head because there's like happy music playing. And as soon as the door (laughs) opens, the music like stops and you're like, what the fuck? I remember like people in my theater being like, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) That was that was a really good one that I mm-hmm. I did not see coming at all. Yeah. Cole, have you still forgotten every movie you've ever seen? <laughs> well, I there's one I thought of. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. It's called Prisoners. Prisoners. I've heard of this movie. I've, like a bunch of people have told me about this movie. It's mm. a, it's a fucking amazing movie. It's um Hold it's on. Is I... this the one with um is it is this Scarlett Johansson and Ewan McGregor? No. Okay, I'm thinking of a different fucking movie. This has this has Hugh Jackman in it, and um, oh, and Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Jake Gyllenhaal plays a detective. Hugh Jackman yeah. plays like a suburban dad. the The premise is like 
two daughters, uh, Hugh Jackman's daughter and um, his friend's daughter gets kidnapped. Like, yeah. and it's it's a very down to earth movie, as strange as that might sound, but <laughs> the whole it is tense the whole time because yeah. it it starts off and like the two girls go out to play or whatever and they go to look for them and they're looking and they're looking and they're not there and they're not answering and it like it just spirals out of control from there like like liam neeson movie not no this is much <laughs> this is much better than that okay they're don't these you, are not even dare don't you dare talk shit on taken yeah, no, I'm the like, greatest Taken, movie Taken franchise. Has no, it has nothing compared to this movie, seriously. Um, okay. I could talk for days about Taken, bro. It's it's good. Oh, you know what? When we were talking yesterday about what sequels really fucking suck, <laughs> the Taken sequels really fucking suck. Taken but, one cinematic masterpiece. It's good. It's really good. The rest of them though just suck balls. But you know what? The first movie is always great though. Yeah. How about that Taken TV show, though? <laughs> How about that Taken TV show? Yeah, nobody saw that thing. <laughs> Tragic. <laughs> it's because nobody knew it was a funny thing. <laughs> um. Well, anyway, there's a there's a twist where, like, in Prisoners, you it's kind of piecing together slowly who may have taken these girls. Mm -hmm. Um. There's a there's an earlier suspect that kind of gets brought in, and you're not really sure what he has to do with it. This is spoilers, by the way. It's fine. Um, it all eventually kind of leads like Hugh Jackman is going fucking crazy. Anything like, Hugh as a as a father, like mm -hmm. him and him and his friend who are missing their daughters eventually kidnap this kid, and this kid is I think maybe about our age, maybe a little older. Yeah. In the movie. And they kidnap him, and he's he's got like some kind of autism. It looks like, mm -hmm. or like he doesn't really know how to speak, or you know he it looks like he's just slow. Something's kind of wrong with him, but they they know for a fact that he knows something, right? Okay. So Hugh Jackman and his friend take him to like this house that they've been remodeling or something like that, and they beat the shit out of him, <laughs> like, and it's. I know it's hilarious, but when you watch it, it is it's traumatizing. It's like a brutal Oh, scene. it's it's not even funny. What why does it sound like taken part two? <laughs> well, here's the thing, like when you look at like the, the action and the violence in Taken, like it's kind of like thrilling. This is just brutal. Oh, okay. Like because his face is like this kid's face is realistically damaged. Like he can't even see because his face is so swollen. Mm, okay. And it, it gets to a part where like they're they're interrogating him in this bathroom and Hugh Jackman's got a hammer and like yeah. they have him in a corner and they're screaming in his face. Not not like yelling, I mean screaming in his face. And they they get, they get ready to essentially beat him to death. And uh, the mom of uh Hugh Jackman's friend, I wish I could remember their actual name. She comes in, and throughout this whole time, it's been kind of ambiguous. You, you, it's you're led to believe that this kid knows something, but you seriously don't know still. Yeah, and um, the mom ends up finding out like what her husband and 
Hugh Jackman have been doing, and it's like appalling. But at the same time, like she knows why they're doing it. Yeah. So it's yeah. this really intimate scene where she she gets down and she kind of like kneels in front of the kid, and it, it is it's I, I'm serious when I say he looks like hell, like he has been beaten up and tortured for days. Yeah, and she gets down and like in a very quiet and gingerly voice as much as she can in this situation asks him what he knows about her daughter. And there was a few seconds where it was like he could say anything and it would absolutely destroy this woman. Right. And he, he eventually just says, please let me go or something to that effect. And so it, it kind of builds up to nothing. But that's not that's not the twist. I was only just going on a rant because I love that scene. <laughs> the twist is you find out who, or Hugh Jackman finds out who like the mother is of this kid, uh-huh. and the mother's like in her seventies. Okay. Oh. And he he goes to her house, and he you know he gets let in and everything. He's talking to her, and his plan was to essentially do the same thing to her. Just like interrogate shit out of seven year old woman. Yes, yes. He he gets there and he's like he's got like this. Um, it looks like a utility bag. I don't quite remember how he got in the house. I think he was like he was posing as like a plumber or electrician or something like that. Yeah. And he gets in the house and he sits the bag on the counter. They've been chit chatting and he's got his back turned to her. And he opens up the bag and you see there's a pistol in the. Oh. And he's like. I'm really sorry about what the fuck. And she's like, Oh, it's okay. Or something like that. You turn around and she's was like, how can you watch this? But not Cora. You you actually have to see this. Cause it is like, it, it, it freaks me out. Cause that's what I'm talking about. So for movies, I have a similar rule for shows. It's like the first one or two episodes for movies. It's the first 15 minutes. I guess. (laughs) Um, but he, he says, I'm so sorry about this. And he turns around and it, and this old woman, it has an even bigger pistol pointing at him. What the fuck? And <laughs> from there you go to find out that like, she is the one who kidnapped the kids. Oh, and it's like, what the fuck? And it goes even further down this rabbit hole where it's like, they, the whole time they had been doing this, you you follow Jake Gyllenhaal as the detective, right? And he's been digging up other things at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a little boy that went missing years ago that kind of fits a similar MO to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you end up finding out later that little boy who went missing is that same kid that Hugh Jackman and his friend beat the living tar out of. Oh, mm-hmm. fuck. This woman kidnapped him, did something to him to scramble his brain, and then raised him as her son. Hmm. And he did help her kidnap these kids, but he's like he's so fucked up that it, it wasn't really under his own agency. Yeah, and uh, Hugh Jackman ends up <laughs> basically getting not—I wouldn't say paralyzed, but he gets fucking destroyed. And um, <laughs> there's like this—the daughter. He wasn't, he wasn't paralyzed. He was fucking destroyed. <laughs> I, I all I remember is that he couldn't move, and I I think she like I think she poisoned him or something, if I remember, because okay. that was a that was a big thing about her, and she puts him in like this underground, like tank that she has in her yard, 
And his daughter, when she went missing, had this like red plastic whistle. Mm -hmm. And this woman puts him in there, basically just to leave him to die. Hmm. And as he's down there, he's there's like this one spotlight. It's a very cinematic moment. There's this one spotlight kind of shining down on him from like the the hole. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's kind of getting back up after falling down there. And near him, he spots that same red plastic whistle that his daughter. And throughout the whole, like, it was a pretty long movie. Throughout the whole movie, you had not seen anything from the daughters. Like, they had basically vanished. You saw them in the beginning, and that was all you saw of them. And this is the one thing you get to see of where they are or where they were was that one whistle and just just him discovering it and he just breaks down like the the whole movie of all this pent-up aggression and rage and um whatever emotions he had just lets itself out because he's in this dark shitty disgusting hole in the ground and he knows that his daughter was in here and his daughter was afraid and his daughter had nowhere to go and how close he was to her. It was literally down the street from his house. Oh, wow. This is this is a movie recommendation of the year. Have, I don't know, I don't know why this made me think of this. Have you guys ever seen the movie Don't Breathe? Don't Breathe. Don't Breathe. It sounds really no. familiar. It is, it's like a, kind of like a horror thriller movie that came out a couple years ago about people who... It's like these kids in their like early twenties who are like uh they break into houses. Mm. And they break it they break into this old man's house because they're like, oh, he can't do anything because he's blind. Yeah, I, I had seen this. I I know this movie. <laughs> they're like, oh, we're just gonna break into this dude's house because he's fucking blind. He won't be able to do shit anyway. But they get Ooh. inside his house and his whole house is basically like rigged that he knows how to get around the entire house and everybody else would be like why is this all this shit like random places and he is totally aware that they are in his house the whole time it it was it was really it was really cool i remember watching that a couple years ago loki sounds like a horror movie at this point (laughs) it it kind of is because it it there's like that movie also has a twist <laughs> where it turns it turns out the the old blind man also fucking kidnaps people and they had no idea mm-hmm. and he just like holds people in his basement and they're like wait what yeah that movie that movie got dark real fast yeah coming up with a coming up with a good twist is is hard but i feel like when you nail it you're like I, I fucking got him. Like, <laughs> yeah, like you're just, you're so excited for people to get to it because you're like I just want to see your. I reactions. feel that too. Yeah, with storytelling. But yeah, watch watch prisoners. It'll it'll fuck you up. It'll I'll fuck you that. up worse than a ghost story will. Oh fuck you! Dude. I still haven't watched that yet because I'm not like I'm not mentally prepared to watch that movie. I don't think I ever will be. <laughs> Is there like? I guess that kind of goes off this. Is there like a movie that you have just like avoided seeing? I'm trying to think if there even has been or not. Because I can't. I know there's like there's like a few movies that people have like told me are like really really good, and I'm just like, it, it, I'm just like, nope, not not gonna do it. 
Hmm. I feel like I feel like I'm that way with the um the Harry Potter movies. Like people think oh, I'm really, really we- people think I'm really weird because I have not seen all the Harry Potter movies. I remember seeing one on like a field trip when I was a kid and that was like it pretty much. Interesting. Uh, people are like, "You don't know the fucking story of Harry Potter?" and I'm like, "Nope." Couldn't care less. <laughs> hmm. Uh, I mean, they're good for what you get out of it. I mean that that like that's an example for me of like uh, movies that are popular that I'm just like nope. <laughs> With Cole, it's ninety five percent of the MCU. <laughs> oh hey, yeah. I'll just never. I'll never understand that one. Hey man, you do you. You. <sighs> I've been drinking this whole time. Have you seriously? Yes so much vodka jesus christ same (laughs) (laughs) i guess one one other thing that i've been thinking about recently is um how do you how do you guys feel about and and this kind of goes to what we've been talking about like how how hard it is to write a story and have it be both compelling and like something that people like really really give a shit about right mm-hmm. how do you how do you feel about uh different interpretations of the same story what do you mean by that so like today's example there's a trailer for a new batman the, how, like i'm trying to think right now like fucking michael keaton val kilmer george clooney Christian Bale, Ben Affleck, Robert Pattinson. Like, there have been at least six people who have played Batman in a movie. And for the most part, I know it was like a joke when um, when Batman v Superman came out. That movie starts with the murder of uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne. Mm-hmm. And people were like, how many fucking times do we have to see Thomas and Martha Wade get shot in the fucking street? <laughs> like, we've seen them die so many times. But I feel like there have been a lot of interpretations of this character, and they all feel really different. But at the same time, they all seem to nail like certain aspects of that character. I don't feel like any of them are like wholly perfect, and like we ha- we haven't seen Robert Pattinson's movie yet. But like, I have a good vibe from what it's it's showing. But like, sometimes there are stories that get done like over and over and over and over again, and it's like I get I get why you would go back to it because it worked the first time. So you're like, oh, let's just fucking do it again. But Sometimes it's just, it's just weird to go back to the same stories unless you can add something to it that is really really good. I don't know how how, how do you guys feel about like revisiting I mean, a story that, that's already been done? That was also my main my main conundrum with like some so many things I've been watching lately, and it's like there's so many like I mean there there's like one thing I wanted to to derive from that one show. Um, but then I didn't want it to be so like, okay, well, that's so like, um, that's so like, I don't know, like games of thronesy or like, that's so like, 
marvel-y or like you know yeah um but at the same time it's like i feel like the key to doing that is like like incorporating human experiences or like incorporating like um experiences that are just so unique that that aren't so like relatable to mainstream or so like relatable to what you've already seen and on, on television like time and time again yeah. um which it, well, yeah it's challenging to do but it's not impossible um i think one of the uh i think one of the good um kind of examples of it working is and to just kind of stay on the same example because it's relevant i i never really thought about it until like a couple years ago but when christopher nolan did batman begins in 2005 that was the first movie that actually shows batman's origin yeah like like the Michael Keaton one, it, they have the flashback of his parents getting shot, but then they totally <laughs> skip over like him becoming Batman. And I feel like that's really weird. So like the fact that they did, like there were at least like four Batman movies before Christopher Nolan ever started doing them, but he <laughs> was the first person that was like, well, what if we just show how he became Batman? Yeah. And it's like, oh, cool. That Well, that is an aspect of this character that for movie audiences, like, we have not seen yet. So that was something cool that he could add to it, right? <clears throat> then you get, like, what Zack Snyder and Ben Affleck did, where it was Batman versus Superman. Somehow we had gotten to this point where Batman movies have been made for, like, 30 years, but we had never seen Batman with any other DC character before. So now you've put Batman against Superman, and it's like, oh, like, what is that like when this normal person has to fight this guy with extraordinary powers? And now, from what it looks like, the Robert Pattinson one is really focusing on the whole, like, world's greatest detective aspect of Batman that none of the other movies ever really did. They were all kind of, like, it's like every version is focusing on a different aspect and finding something to nail in that, like, one aspect of the character. But then you have, like, Avatar The Last Airbender, the movie. Oh, God. Just shut the fuck up about the movie. <laughs> it's the worst. It is the worst fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> you know what I'm so proud of? I've never seen that movie. Oh, good. Save you should yourself. count yourself lucky. Yeah, <laughs> I will say the my Just biggest. What everyone's told told me, and yeah, my biggest issue with that movie is there is a, it's like it's like five seconds long. There's like a five second clip in that movie during a fight scene, where four Earthbenders do this like crazy like coordinated movement, like they all do the same moves together. And, like, mm-hmm. they do, like, all these fucking moves, and then they stop. And when they stop, a, like, medium-sized boulder, like, flies across the screen really slowly. And I'm like, wait, are you saying that it took all four of them to move a rock that was, like, the size of, like, a child's wagon? 
clearly they have no understanding of the powers in this fucking series but anyway i don't talk about that fucking movie anymore cole how do you feel about reinterpretations of things that's a tricky topic it is isn't it there was so i i hope this will illustrate my viewpoint on it there was uh like a twitter thread a while ago talking about like remakes in movies yeah and someone was like, instead of just remaking the same movie all the time, why not remake it, but tell it from a different character's point of view? That could be interesting. And I was like, okay, you know, like, for some things it wouldn't work, clearly. But for a lot of others, it might be really interesting. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of an example right now. So, say, like, we see the world from the viewpoint of the dog in John Wick. Oh. That would be that would be insane. That movie would also only be like fifteen minutes long. Right. What about only seeing it from the viewpoint of like the big bad in John Wick one? I forget. The I, name. I so okay. So I was about to say if you redid John Wick from the point of view of the bad guys, yeah, that would be really fucking cool. Of this guy is like, you know, he's coming for you, but you have no idea like where it's coming wow. from. It would almost be like a horror movie, right? Yeah, that's that's kind of what I mean. So reinterpretations are fine, but if you're literally telling the same story again, mm-hmm. why bother? Yeah, and I think to 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 me that's why the um that's why the MCU version of Spider Man worked a lot for me mm-hmm. because they they do not retread his origin at all. Yeah. They totally skip over it and they're just like, yeah, he's Spider-Man. You know how the fuck he got there. <laughs> That's one of the reasons I like the video game so much. That too. The game was like, we're not going to even start remotely close to that. He's been in this role for eight years. He's like a pro now at being Spider-Man. Right. It's like, oh, thank God. Yeah, because there, there are a lot of characters that kind of fall into that uh, aspect of you, like people fall in love with the character because they're like young and it's like like coming of age story and then because of that the character is like never allowed to grow up yeah yeah i agree Which, yeah some like sometimes that works and sometimes it, it doesn't it's like no you can the character was interesting to begin with so if you would allow them to grow up and experience new things like that could still be interesting but people are way too attached to how they were in the first place yeah yeah i agree i feel like so my my statement earlier of why bother can kind of differ depending on what the medium is uh-huh so i was geeking out about like the destroy all humans remake right <laughs> and that's that's because like it was so different and rudimentary however many years ago it was made as opposed to like the remake now yeah. Or even though it does hit all the same story beats, it is, it's, half of it is completely different now, right? Right. But remaking a movie that happened, like, five years ago, it's not going to be that different. You know what I mean? Unless you drastically change the story of it. Yeah, yeah. And that's what's funny, too, because we're, we're, we are kind of in this, like, time right now where, like, I feel like half... Half the movies that come out that you, like, see advertisements for Mm -hmm. are sequels. And then, like, the other half is either 
something new or a remake. Yeah. There are a lot of movies that come out that are remakes, and most of them, like, when they get announced, people are like, why the fuck are you remaking this movie? (laughs) Not even because, like, the first one was, like, fantastic or anything. A lot of people just be like, that movie wasn't even that great. Why are you remaking it? (laughs) Yeah. That's what I've heard. Yeah, I think uh, people... It's the same thing that we've been talking about, though. Like, people are kind of scared and this is the whole like when you're talking about movies this is a wholly like a producer's thing people are mm-hmm. scared of like trying something that like people haven't seen yet and like putting it out there for them to see yeah because they're worried about people not accepting something that they don't already know like i don't know a certain someone who doesn't like reading indie comics exactly <laughs> exactly like why would i do that why would i ever do that i can have my security link exactly fuck it hey cole it's still spider-man's month man he's been out for fucking 58 years why why would i turn my back on that exactly silence oh i'm sorry did you you wanted me to rebuttal that somehow no no it's fine oh okay this uh I don't know about you guys. I like this episode. Me too. Same. This, this is a this is a good one. This is this is a good. You know what, Nicole? I'm gonna break the fucking streak right now. What are you talking I'm just, about? I'm just gonna say it and see if people catch on to it. This has been a great tenth episode. <laughs> Happy tenth and anniversary. Exactly. We've been out for ten years. We put out one episode per year. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could be that famous. That you just... <laughs> I do something once a year, and people are like, "Oh fuck, it's here!" Oh shit! People tune in. Exactly. <laughs> I want to be that guy. So before uh, before we wrap this episode up, I have a drink to finish. Cole, do you have anything else to say? I don't think so. I think we did pretty good. I think we did as well. Crystal, how was your first experience on the Hive Mind show? Um, it's been fantastic, actually. <laughs> I'm so glad you guys have walked me through this. We did our best. We did what we could. <laughs> I did what I could. But yeah, uh, it was great having you on, though. Like, for real. Oh, thank you. I'm glad uh, people are finally going to get to hear you. We've, like, mentioned you in a few episodes, and every time oh, really? I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, every time I'm like, fuck, we gotta have Crystal on. Yeah. I really just need never to ha- up. <laughs> I do, too. I've been on every episode, and I haven't listened to them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, now that we've had you on, we definitely have to plan on having our, like, full Hive Studios member like all four of us on here oh yeah that's gonna be a crazy one and like we said before the show that one's probably gonna be like our shit talking episode oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure yeah. especially with chris on here chris chris is gonna get belligerent drunk <laughs> yeah and and just go like i feel like when i eventually when i have to edit that episode it's gonna be constant bleeps 
Yeah. And like not not from swearing. It's gonna be like from people's names that he's yeah, dropping. Yeah, people's names for sure. And I'm gonna be like, fuck, Chris. See, <laughs> my 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 fear is that I'm gonna pick up his energy and I'm just gonna be like, yeah, fuck this person, even yeah. if I have nothing yeah. against them. Same, lucky. A person who did like nothing to you. <laughs> be like, yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> no, it'll be it'll be fun though. It'll be fun. Well, guys. Happy 10 episodes. We fucking yeah. made it. Happy 10th anniversary, gang. Fuck yeah. 10 more. Cheers. 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 <laughs> Peace out, everybody.